0: Catch a Pitch from the Carlin Footy Club, and you're
1: listening to the Coaches Panel.
0: Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johanesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Rory Sloane here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. That's your normal football club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. Uh, one week of the pre-season games are done, as is the 50 most relevant. I hope you enjoyed that series. But it's time for our midweek trade strategy podcast. Uh, plenty to talk about. Sitting alongside me. i got the fox. Hello, mate.
2: We're back. The comfort of the studio. What
0: do you mean we're back? We've oh. been here for like a month and a half, fox.
2: You've been in the studio. Oh. We haven't, be- of oh, some of us haven't, been No, that's true. Last time I had a podcast with you, I had a possum on the fence scrawling and scrawling at me. Okay. <laughs>
0: This is not how you keep listeners, Fox, but that's fine. Uh, no, but the
2: studio is great. It's comfortable, thank and you. I'm ready to rip into tonight's All
0: seconds. right, well, I'm looking thank forward to seeing what you get into this episode. I've also got Rids on. Hello, buddy. Hey, mate, I've got a ratio for you. Oh, it's a two-to-one ratio. Two people in the studio, one in Canberra. Yeah, Right. good to know. Uh, look, it's been a big week from a fantasy footy perspective. So much has taken place. We've had... Five Marsh preseason matches to look at. We've seen some players deliver what we'd hoped. Others may have surprised us along the way. So I want to get in just a moment both of your take on the Marsh preseason games that we've seen. Wanna get some strategy advice from you a little bit later on in the episode and then Of course, hit to some of our Patreon questions if you want to join the Patreon army and support the coaches panel. You get exclusive content, early access content, and the power to get some questions in during these podcasts and others right across the 2020 season. But let's jump straight in to looking at the Marsh preseason games. You can check out the reviews from multiple members of the panel over at coachespanel.tv. But I suppose, lads, there's three questions I want to ask. Give me a player or players that kind of stood out for you and really caught your eye. Give me some players that maybe just... I know it's five games, it's one bit of data, so it's always dangerous to react. But a player that you've cooled on a little bit because of what you saw. And then a player that, yes, we got more games coming this weekend as well as a state of origin match. Some players, you're keen to see what they deliver for us this week. So, Rids, maybe we'll start first with you. Who's a player that stood out for you over the past weekend with the Marsh preseason? Okay,
3: so there's some obvious big names and everything else. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to go humor McCluggage.
0: Ooh, nice. What did you like about suitcase?
3: I just... I just liked his game. So, I mean, he seems to, you know, get possessions at will. He kicks goals. He tackles. He does the whole thing, Hugh, now. So it looks like he's taken that next step to me. So I know that he was close to All-Australian last year and so on and so forth. Mm. But the thing is, it looks like he's gone another level again. So I just liked his overall game.
0: It was an interesting game from him too. That first half, he spent a lot of time in and around the centre bounces, in and around the midfield, more as an inside midfielder. Then the second half, moved his way back to the wing and played on that outside. He's such a damaging footballer, isn't he, Rids? There's not many guys at his age or really in the AFL that can play inside and outside and be equally as proficient.
3: Yeah, correct. So he's... All that means is he's a lot more versatile moving forward. So if it's not working on the outside, he can go play as an inside midfielder. If it's not working as an inside midfielder, he can go hang out on the half-forward line, on the wing, Mm. wherever you want. Plus, he's also deadly around goals. He knows where they are. He's always has. Like when I was watching him in his junior days, he always was able to kick goals from weird angles and everything. So he knows where the goals are. So this is the sort of young kid, what, what is it now, two, three years in the system? Yep. He could easily become a 110-plus midfielder this year does across have, all the formats.
0: Does he have a little bit of Tim Taranto about you this year?
3: No, well, Tim Taranto is a different beast sure. again, but Hugh McCluggage, I don't know, he, he just he's his own individual guy, really. Like I mean, the way that he plays the game, the way that he's got that goal sense, And the ability to play inside and outside at such an early age is just crazy to me. So, I mean, you look at guys around his age, okay, Oliver, he's more inside and he's a tackling beast. Guys like Taranto are around the ball, Hopper around the ball. McGrath's more outside than inside. Hmm. I know they're going to try and push him through the inside a little bit more. You know, so... He's his own individual beast. He's got a little bit of an Andrew Gaff on the outside, but he's also got that ball-winning skill, you know, on the inside. So, yeah, I just I just thought he did everything to indicate to me in the time that he was on the field mm. that he's ready to take that next step. And he looks like a Rolls Royce. Yeah, he's
0: a very classy player, that's for sure.
3: Class. MJ, yeah. the other thing is, Locky Neal is the most taggable person in the world in that lineup. So, oh, yes.
1: Well, after so every Zorko, time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, yeah. So you've got Zorko Neal. Every time someone goes to these guys, they seem to, you know, Slow. influence. Well, they, they get influenced out of the game, don't mm. they, really? Yeah. Locky Neal having nearly 50 possessions in this game means that round one comes around. You can pretty much guarantee someone's going to Locky Neal. Oh, 100%. You can pretty much guarantee that a Zorko someone's going to. I just, I just think Hugh McCluggage gets, you know, gets no attention this
0: year. Yeah, no, a lot of free space heading towards suitcase, that's for sure. What about um, for you, Fox? You watched a lot of those uh, games. Who's someone that was a real standout for you?
2: Well, I might go the opposite to Reds.
0: You're going to take the low hanging fruit, are you?
2: I might. <laughs> he he was talking about a Rolls Royce. I might hit him up with a Lamborghini. Here we go.
0: Go on, say it. The Bont.
2: Here we go. Ha- not like ha- like, I know you can't take a lot out of round one sure. pre- pre-season, but the guy, he brought his own football he did. to the game, and I think he, he got it off the umpires at the end of it. But wasn't that just, just class? It was phenomenal. It was absolutely. It was just, and um, it's not like he didn't have much attention. Uh, Jed Anderson went on to him. Um, Come well, on, Fox. <laughs> don't, don't tell me oh, that was a tag. Well, he was angry, and he had that weird haircut. Yeah, that would scare, that would scare that would scare the crap out of you, haircut oh, right. yeah, of his. But um, no, he, he who are, who are North Melbourne going to put? On, like seriously, they, they've got a couple missing. Yeah, they do. Look, my Jed only... Anderson's going to
0: Ben Jacobs would be the one if he's but, right. Yeah, if he's r- if he's
2: right, but I don't think he is. So who else would you put in there?
0: Look, my only concern about Bond is he's the only player that has Matt De coming to him twice before the bye. round three and round thirteen. That's my only hesitation around Bond.
3: Would not Jack Zebel go to him, Fox?
2: No. Around playing,
3: the stoppages and stuff, like playing like last year?
2: Yeah. He, he may. He, he, he's playing a lot more forward these days, but who, but who knows? But the, he's just so he's just got so much time. He was and, he looked and so like, much no class. Um, he, he just was a stand. It just was an absolute standout. Yep. Um, yeah. for, for a low hanging fruit. You could and not I'll, have got any lower on the, I the fruit oh, well, I could have. got Even I could have gone Petrarca. Oh, I think that's But I think, that, I think that I, he's he's he got a two-year contract, so I think that he's, he's finished now. You're done.
0: <laughs> Look, you know, uh, yeah, Petrarca was all right, but there's a few just... Don't, he's never got that much ball before. He's never been in the midfield that much Yeah, and there's going ball. to
2: be a lot more guys come in you know, Breakshaw's got top of got Petrarca, a run through, but, but the bond, oh, just... just just those whole three bulldogs, those three amigos. It's going to be really hard to not have all those three, yep. say in your super coach team at the Definitely. end of at the end of this year or after the buys. They just they rack up so many points. Yep, um, especially at Marvel.
0: Yeah, they're doing. They got a couple of games there to start the year, which is and very nice.
2: Yeah, that's no, he, no. He he was absolutely huge. All
0: right. Well, none well fox on uh, taking the lowest potential option. I'll for
2: go through. Uh, oh, actually, one you know, guy that did. Is this lucky Neal? I'll go for another one. All right, I'll go for. I'll give you a one that's, um, you know, that's not not low. Yeah. Charlie Comden. Oh yeah. As as the loophole. Oh, here we go. He wasn't anywhere near the game. So how good's that? Yeah. He is yeah. your best R3 yeah. for the yeah. year, yeah. You the have North Robins, Ant. A great guy like that, and he's nowhere near the game, so he's no chance of even going near there to get a possession. Right. That's what you want from your loop.
0: All right, fair enough.
2: That's fair enough, Fox. All right. is that sort of make up for it- the...
0: No, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, what about for you, Is there a play that, as you watched and observed and reflected back on the weekend, we're now a few ga- days removed from, from the weekend of matches. Is there a play that you've cooled a little bit on because of the... Again, it's one game of data, so we're not saying we've put a line through them, but a player that you've cooled a little bit on?
3: Yes, and guess what? It's the Bont. Yeah, nice. Oh, come oh, on, come yes. on. Yes! So... <laughs> There is no benefit in, at all in the world on being a superstar in a preseason game. None. Of
2: football. But you How can many be. points you did be. you
3: score, Fox? How many points did you score on the weekend for the Bond plane?
2: I, I just. I just. You sat, know?
3: The answer is
2: none. <laughs> I sat in so, awe. So you
3: can be in awe, but you got that. nothing, Fox. You can sit in awe and watch the guy in a preseason game, but all that does. And all that means is every opposition coach is sitting watching that game of football, sitting in awe, now planning for the next three to four weeks on how to address the bonds when they play them in round one, round two, round three.
2: Good luck to them.
3: Well, I I don't know about that. I just think, you know, you've got a Collingwood, you've got a Carlton to start the year, and then you've got the Giants. Yeah. I can see matchups there where he's not going to get it his own way. So, so I for me, I'm now cool. I'm cooled on him. People have jumped on board, jumped aboard the bond train. They're screaming from the rafters. The reality of the situation is, he's now got a line through him for me until the buy.
2: Yeah, you are right about ownership. He was eleven percent. I'm talking super coach. Sure. He's now jumped up to 24.
0: Yeah, but that happens, doesn't it, every year? We see these players that have massive scores cause, and we go and jump on them. We saw it last year even with Christian Petrarca um, where he dominates these matches and people fall over themselves to go get them and they're not watching the role. They're yeah. not watching elements of the, the game. They're just a, watching the points. Yeah, uh, there so is MJ,
3: a, you watch the responses to me Saying that the bond is now not starting in my super coach team.
0: Yeah, no, you get people going. What you are you watch talking people
3: about? People going, oh, you're crazy, you're nuts, and you ah. are, but not just but, for that. No, well, I am. <laughs> of course, I am. I'm as nutty as they come. But the reality is, knock yourselves out, jump on him. I can guarantee you now, round one will come around, and Colin will will have some sort of plan in place for the bond. That they've planned for in the next three weeks until round one comes around.
0: Yeah, and don't enjoy forget, enjoy it. Round three, and, round thirteen, Matt DeBoer's coming to him. And for all you idiots
3: out there that are going to carry on, like pork chops. The fact of the matter is, <laughs> don't go in after the first three rounds when he's average eighty-five.
0: And if he happens to be pumping out a one hundred and thirty, well done to you. Happy days. That's a part.
3: Well, of- I'm not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to begrudge that. We all know that. Marcus Bontempelli is a Rolls Royce. He's a superstar. He's we all loved watching him. But he does himself no favours getting 37 disposals and two goals in a crappy game against who? North Melbourne seconds? Yeah. Like, I mean, North Melbourne first aren't even that good. So yeah. North Melbourne second? Yeah. Mm.
2: I'm t- I'm talking up, but it doesn't mean to say he's not in my starting squad. No, and that's fine, Fox. And he, just, and he isn't. No, uh, at the moment I've got Dunkley. Yeah, and and, and, I like and that too.
0: Yeah, I like both those picks. I think it's you know brings up this interesting point of a guy that booms in the preseason, mm. um, people swarm to him with ownership percentages. You've rightly pointed out, Fox. And now all of a sudden, well, now it is that perfect opportunity to go against him. And like we wrote about in the 50 most relevant around Matt DeBoer, um, he is coming to him round three, no question about it, let alone what other sides, as Rids correctly talked about, is, is going to be coming after him and going, we need to negate his impact on the game.
2: I think he's more able to uh, break that break and that too. It, I, I Out of all the players that. around, yeah. So,
0: Fox, if he goes
3: forward, okay, let's just say someone, let's hypothetical, okay, round one comes around, a Rupert Wills or a Braden Sire, whoever it is, has been targeted the bond for mm. three weeks, okay, in the preseason. Goes to him in the midfield and does pretty well in him, you know, over the first quarter or two. Why can't Darcy Moore play on him when he goes forward? He Darcy can. Moore's an athlete.
2: Yeah, he would. Uh, anyone can play on him, but when when you're in that top echelon, you beat the tag. Yeah, well, but he's saying he might
0: so. match him at the stoppages, not give him that freedom of space, and then if he goes forward to break a tag, which guys like Dangerfield, Bontempele, Dusty, you know. Yeah, to I, know break, where I
2: know where you're coming from. Yeah, good. Oh, that's all right. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fine. You're not talking it, to me. The, the
0: one team,
3: though, the two teams okay, that have a backman that is likely to go well against him are Collingwood and R. Carlton. Round so there's two. no reason why Liam Jones or uh, like one of those types can go to it. The yeah. someone with a bit of athleticism, a bit of speed off the mark, reasonable height about them Darcy Moore, mm. like a Dylan Grimes potentially can do that. Yeah. But I mean the fact of the matter is those first two matchups aren't just lay down the I think I think we've got to be careful with um, jumping on board at this stage.
2: I with don't him. think he'll be cracking the 150 in his first two. All All right. Right. Well, what was there? It was nearly 200. Going one. Super yes, nearly
0: 730 points. Maybe
2: he'll settle for 120. All right, fair enough. Uh, what about for you, Fox? Is there a player you've cooled on a little bit? this? It's pretty hard to cool on anyone in, mar- in um, oh, I've found first one. round. Well, I've, I did sort of have question marks okay. on it. Well, yeah, you're not
0: saying to put a line through. You've just gone, look, that wasn't exactly so, what I needed to well, see. Well, yeah. I
2: haven't cooled, but um, these guys aren't guys that I've got anyway. But, okay, so um, you're
0: just completely doing a rids here and going, <laughs> look, I've got something I want to say, and I'm going to squeeze it into this part of the podcast. Well, well bud,
2: I couldn't find anyone. No, no one in my play on teams, their- you know, were in that bracket. Okay but que- i i think there's there's got to be question marks on um Brad Ebert. Yes, he's not that wrong.
0: Yeah, a lot of forward time in the first half. A yeah. lot of forward time.
2: Leading out from deep forward, it's yeah, it's not yeah, it's not, not the, the one midfield role you want. I'm not 100% convinced on Houston. What? Just not. I just I just want to see another Ta- game. Okay. I want, I just want to see another game.
0: What do you Okay. This I is just, interesting. <laughs> What do you need to see? Because he led the club for CBAs.
2: I just wasn't convinced. I just want to see another one.
0: In terms of role or scoring potential.
2: Uh, everything. Okay. <laughs> so yeah.
0: that's
2: a weird one, isn't it? Because it mm. was all
0: that's three season one. he was talking about. He played it all last year, and then he clearly had the midfield run.
2: Yeah, but, and Port won. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't convincing. Right. So well, I just. So what didn't do you need say, to see? I tell me what you need. I didn't say. I'm just, sure. i have just got a little question mark if, now. That could disappear if I see a bit more. What do you need to see, Fox? I just need to see. I just you, need, do to see need to see him, him do it again. More, more. I just need to see more. He,
0: can't, he led the club for centre bounces, Fox. He could not have gone to any more.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just the port thing. It's okay. just, I think that's what it, we're talking it about. Maybe it's the port thing, but there's just something there that just doesn't feel right. It, just it's the port feel, thing. That's feel, all it is. It doesn't feel right picking him It's fine, behind, that's all.
0: It's because he's not Westhoff. That's all it is for you. Alright. That was one of the weirdest calls I've ever heard from you, Fox. Any other players you want to throw down that you've called on? Hashtag um, really should jump on. None?
2: Caleb Daniel. Oh t- <laughs> turn it up, Fox.
0: Yep. I
2: just want to see another I just want to see another game okay, for sure.
0: The- no, that's fine. Look, everyone's what right the- to share their opinion. Yeah. It's totally fine. Um is there someone that you want to see s- you know, you're keen to see one more week again to either lock in a position, maybe this is where we should have talked about Dan Houston for you, but a player, you like, I just want to see it one more to put a line through him or one more week to be really certain about. No. Is, is there anyone for you or is Houston your guy? And that's it.
2: No, there, was, no, there was, wasn't really anyone, but I just, you, you pushed me to find someone. Yeah, no, I appreciate that.
0: that. Is there a player no, you're keen to see this week have a crack? Me? Yeah, you. Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Because
0: you've got West Coast, Essendon on Thursday night, a couple of Saturday games, a Sunday clash. Right. Anyone you're keen the, to watch this the week?
2: First one I want to see is Tom Lynch. Of course. I want yep. to see him up at Wangaratta. I, I think that's where they're playing. Would it be where they're playing? Sure. Well. And I also want to see the young kid, uh, Riley Collier Dawkins. Mm. A
0: couple of promising Tigers, yep.
2: Yeah, there's been some, they've sort of been likening to Dangerfield. Lightning to Fife, Lightning to wow. Crips. Wow. Sort of, <laughs> There's been a lot of Lightning lot to, of different, to different players. And I just wanted to actually see it.
0: Okay. well, He's, he's pretty
2: him. cheap. A, a yeah. rookie. He's doing all the right things. Yeah, it's not the easiest the team moment, to break so. into
0: at the moment. But look, credit's but, if you can do it.
2: I would really like to see it. And all that's right. what you said. You said, that's would what you I'm, like to that's see that's I'd like to see him lace out to Tom Lynch.
0: All right. Well, hopefully <laughs> you see that, Fox. What about for you, Rids? Is there a player you're keen to get an eye on this week coming? No, nah. N- no one, no one at all. No West Couldn't Coast. Couldn't care less. No Essendon. No GWS. No sw- nobody. Nah. Well, this segment's gone absolutely. Can I take crap. this Has turn yeah. then? Can
2: turn. I just? If, if if I want to gonna... play
3: another game though with someone. Okay.
2: You go first, Fox. Or right, if you're going to pass, I'll have your go. I'd okay, like... have my go. <laughs> I'd like oh. to see West Coast Essendon. I know West Coast are going to have a few few guys out, Fox, but. I want to see Tim Kelly.
0: You want to see? Is this is just a visual? It, is you this you it want Optus?
2: Uh, this is over uh, is at
0: Mineral Optus? Resources Park. Well, where's that? Western Australia.
2: Oh, hang on. I don't want to see it then. I was hoping to see Tim Kelly out on a big expanse of Optus.
0: Uh, you will not see anybody playing on big expanses this week. All right.
2: Well, yeah, they're all. I like don't really crazy. want to see it then.
3: They're, like, I mean, where's D. Grey's arena?
0: What the hell's that? Uh, I'm going to go somewhere in Western Australia. I think it's Mandura, I think I'm not sure. Is it
3: like um, is it like a mining field or something? Or no what? idea. It's. So, I mean, but the reality is those one, two, three, four games of football are going to be heavily impacted, aren't they, by a different game?
0: Yes. A lot of the big name players we play on Friday night, at State of Origin, which which I actually think is a really interesting thing, is there's some players that have got named in this game that I'm really excited to see. Not because, look, it's going to be a glorified exhibition match. Let's make no mistake about it. But it means guys like Josh Kelly and Lockie Whitfield that have either had injury-interrupted seasons in Whitfield pre-seasons or guys that have had historically bad ones, they're playing on Friday night at time of recording. That means they're cherry ripe. No club is letting a player that's not even close to 100% fitness have a game. We've seen Ben Cunnington just in the past few days be pulled out up for that reason. That's such a promising sign for us, these guys like Kelly that, oh, they're injury-prone, oh, they're, they're never going to get a full preseason. They're playing. This is incredibly great news for us as fantasy coaches. Yes, so this is why I say
3: no, MJ. Those four other games are a waste of time. Don't watch them. Anyone listening to this podcast, if you change your team based on any performance in those four games where they're playing in backyards, like with no big names, like seriously, like get, go meet your family, take them out, have a barbecue, a picnic, don't waste your time in those four games, eh?
0: Yeah, we'll watch them instead, and we'll report back to you at coachespanel.tv exactly how they go.
3: Well, yeah, well, there, yeah, yeah. Oh, obviously, I'll be back next week talking about the full balance.
0: Yeah, exactly right. You will. Uh, all right, well, let, let's let's move course from the March preseason uh, a little bit, and I want to. Uh, MJ, yes. MJ,
3: MJ. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There is one guy I want to see again.
0: Oh yeah, you didn't ask me. Who do you want to see?
3: You gave me this rundown and then you gave me this question and I found an absolute star to no, tell you, you about. Yeah, you There's actually two names. All right.
0: One was Ben
3: Ainsworth and one was Will Brody.
0: Oh, nice choices. I like them.
3: Very, very nice, these two. Now, both of them are awkwardly priced, yes. yes, but if they repeat what they did on the weekend and Gold Coast looked half decent again... Yes. I reckon it's well worth having a bit of a squeeze at them, giving them a bit of consideration, especially in AFL fantasy.
0: Yeah, I like both of those guys. They looked uh, Their roles were good across the weekend, and that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for points. You're looking for no. role. And
3: the role plus their intensity.
0: Yes. And ben
3: Ainsworth good. laid many tackles, and Will Brody around the contest just looked like he had grown into his body and was AFL standard. Yeah, he
0: looked very, very good, that is for sure. Um, so let me pose this question to you. It's not really a question. It's more, I want to like, get you to complete a sentence for me. Um, and, and Fox, maybe I'll get you, you to do this one first. It's that the biggest challenge of the year seems to be... Dot, dot, dot. What is it, man? What do you think is the biggest challenge of the year for fantasy coaches? Uh,
2: my biggest challenge will be if Max Gorn doesn't start round one.
0: Interesting. Okay. How's that sound? That's yeah, a great challenge. What do you think are the potential I don't know outcomes what here? <laughs>
2: especially in Supercoach? Well, it's, it's not just uh, for you, but for others. Oh, we're, sorry, everyone,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not this is not the Fox podcast. Um, well, you've really got two options, don't you? You you look for a value mm. or you try to replicate his scoring through another premium ruck, rightly or wrongly. Those are seeming to be. If you were to go that path of the replicate Maybe let's talk Supercoach, where your biggest concern is. Who are some guys that you think might be somewhere in the ballpark of Gorn or is there nobody
2: beyond Grundy? W- wits, wits, would be, wits would be up there. Wits is your guy? Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I w- won't want to tackle that until it's... So you're going uh, go to go value then? Yeah, okay. Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't even know where Jacobs Mumford. I don't know what that relationship's going to be.
0: Surely GWS don't play both.
2: No, but they could play one. They could play one, then another. You know, you'd, I don't know. There's, sure. I haven't, I haven't heard enough. You might have you heard anything? Where yeah, Source going? is playing. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's going to get the first.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. you, you okay. M- Mumford was barely hanging on last year. Source only didn't get opportunities because Riley O'Brien
2: well, went probably, past yeah, him. Well, that's probably where.
0: And you look at that forward line with Jeremy Cameron, Himmelberg, Finlayson. There's no room in the forward line to carry a really big beast of a man that will hurt you at every opportunity he can. But he's just a bit of a liability around the ground now. When you've got Jacobs, who's mm. not the most dominant ruckman at stoppage, but mobile enough to get around the ground and structure around him with that incredible midfield. I don't know why anyone's concerned about Mumford taking time from Source unless Source gets suspended or injured.
2: Okay, well that's good to know. But the only other one, of English, but I don't think he's... Uh, another year... Okay. I think 12, it's another year. Yeah. All right. But he's quite a bit more dearer, I think, right. than Jacobs.
0: That's all right. So you're saying the biggest challenge of the year seems to be at this point, if Gorn, the new skipper of the Ds, is not right in name for round one? If he misses round If he plays round one, I know, probably You still go anyway? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, him, yeah. interesting. Well, there's some questions from our Patreons that might be surrounding that zone. Uh, what about for you, Rids? What seems to be the biggest challenge of the year?
3: Okay, so I've got one that's a fam-
0: fantasy yep. and one
3: that's not fantasy relevant. Sure. The biggest challenge of the year, seems for me, for me, seems to be watching Carlton or Collingwood games through the season that don't involve Richmond. Oh. Now, the biggest challenge of the year seems to be, for me, not making a trade in the first two or three weeks of the limited trade for me.
0: Is that because you, you so often react or realise you, you've made something, you know, nah, an error? i a or Holly.
3: Hey, MJ, this is a game. The enjoyable part of this game is to trade. It is. I see someone. I don't like watching them. I just trade them. Yep. I don't even hesitate. If I have any doubt, I trade if I've got them. So I will not hesitate to trade in the first two or three weeks. I'm going to try not to
0: this year. Ooh.
3: That's the biggest challenge, and I think that's going to be the same challenge for everyone.
0: That's a difficult one. In the limited trades, you, you sense something's up and a little bit funky, and it is a trading game after all. It's, uh, it's
2: going to be tough.
0: Just well, that's one or two things.
3: Just don't watch the games. <laughs> it won't be tough.
0: That's
3: true. Super your fingers. Well, don't log in after, until round three's over. There you go. Problem solved. Easy. How hard can it be? Oh, done. <laughs> That's like saying, my team's set.
0: <laughs> team's set. Yeah, of course it is. All right. Uh, interesting. I didn't expect either of those perspectives on that. That was nice. I appreciated that.
3: Well, well what's yours, MJ? Come on. We've got a. To... There's only three of us. What's your biggest challenge?
0: My biggest challenge of the year is not trying to talk people out of not starting Lockie Whitfield. Not
3: trying to talk people out of not starting... There's
0: a lot of knots in there.
3: There's a lot of yeah. it, a, Let me try to phrase it properly because like it's not my job to niners. speak
0: it's it's to let people that are set on not starting Lockie Whitfield to not say do what you like but here is what the data would suggest about what he can do and how far and above the best is. Okay
3: so I've got to ask a follow-on question Yes please I am not in any Facebook groups Twitter I'm not even a part of the Twitter world anymore Sure Talk to me. Are there people not considering starting Lockie Whitfield? Yes. Why? Uh, the two reasons I best seem ah, to get... MJ, MJ, you're starting to convince people to select him. Stop. You just said that's your biggest challenge. All right, fine. fine. I'm trying to help you here. No, don't.
0: <laughs> don't. Just pick him. Like, he's as. I, we don't like talking about must-haves at the coaches panel because there's multiple ways to get there, but he is as close to a must-have as you need to have. So, M-
3: okay, MJ Fox, I'm going to ask a question because, oh, like, him. obviously, I keep to the run sheet. Yeah. Um, if Whitfield stays fit and on the field, yes. How many points will there be different on average between the number one forward to the number two? In Dream Team and Supercoach.
0: In Dream Team and AFL Fantasy scoring? It could be 20-plus, yes. It, I, nothing less than 10. Nothing less than 10. And that's conservative. In Supercoach, again, nothing less than 10 in my eyes. I think he is a clear 10 minimum, potentially up to 20 points better than everyone. Remember, his averages have multiple injury-impacted games through there. Multiple injury-impacted games. Yeah, so, I mean... I will... He's 120. He is a 115 to 120 guy in our forward lines. <laughs> it's
2: enough
3: said, isn't
2: it?
0: Yeah. You
2: won't get any argument from me. Who, who are I these guess... people? Good speed <laughs> if you go yeah. against him.
0: Good speed. And look, I hope for your sake, not mine, because I'm all on him, but I hope for your sake it works out. But he is one of the few players that will take a season away from you in the first six weeks. Should we start naming names of no, people that aren't starting? No, I'm not going to name names. I'm just, <laughs> it's just, uh, good luck to you if you're going to go against him. That's all I'll say. Good luck to you.
2: Isn't his ownership pretty high? Y-
0: yeah, but it doesn't matter. We, try, we just get so, I don't we, he, it, we try to out trick ourselves. We get too fancy and funky with stuff. He, he's clearly, clearly tears above every other forward. I don't know why you wouldn't get him. I just don't yeah. know. Yeah.
3: It makes it even more puzzling, doesn't it, that a danger field or one of those types didn't get forward status just to just to make up a bit of a way up between yeah. us, like a danger and a Whitfield or Yeah,
0: like Dusty's going to be good, you know, like there's no question about that. You know, we might, we'll definitely get a breakout guy, you know, whether it's the popular Brayshaw or others that goes 90, 95 plus. But I, I still don't see Sonny Walters, Heaney, Devon, you know, these guys getting within 10 points of him in any format. As best I can yeah. forecast here, late February.
2: Even Tom Lynch will struggle.
0: Well, he's just not going to catch Whitfield though, as good as he'll be.
2: Clearly, yeah, I yeah,
3: like i mean, yeah, I agree.
0: Sorry. Right.
3: Anyway, there you go.
0: Well, while we're talking about this, you know, a player that I think I can't start without because for me is I can't see a world in all fam- formats, even AFL fantasy, where I do not start without a fit Lockie Whitfield. For you, Fox, in Supercoach, is there a player that you go, no matter what, every time I make a twist or change or adjustments or delete my team and start again or whatever it is you do, this player is
2: always in your side? The clear one's Grundy. Grundy for you. Because of the VC.
0: What is it with you and the low-hanging fruit on this episode?
2: I tried to give you Charlie Condon. Yeah, <laughs> You're out. He was pretty, pretty high in right, so you,
0: No matter what you do in Supercoach, Grundy's always there.
2: Oh, he'd be every every form yep just because of the uh, the vice captaincy yeah multiple uh, Thursday night games yeah, early on early I think the first seven I think uh, yeah I think was, seven of the first nine yeah, you yeah. know uh, really early. no no-brainer really
0: all right so he's the guy that no matter what you do in supercoach you're always starting Brody Granny.
2: yeah him and Whitfield um, then you've got question marks on a few but mm-hmm. I what well, that I'm bullish on or what's d- d- just the question personally Bullish on um, Dusty, but um, yeah, just because of the MCG factor. Yeah, it's MCG a pretty good factors. one. Um, but uh, another one, uh, I think in Supercoach, Coach Devon Smith's great, great, He's, great. Yeah, value. his value through there. Very good value there. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I right, no, I was going to think of a Port player, but. I've
0: <laughs> Here we go. What, what about for you, Rids? In DT, I've kind of shared mine in for AFL Fantasy, a Lockie Whitfield. But is there a player in Dream Team that you go, look, no matter what I do, I just can't start without this player? Yeah, so is there a price value around this? No, no, whatever general. you want to do, just in a general sense. That oh, yeah. Marlon Pickett
3: is the obvious one that jumps out at me. Okay?
0: Yes, yes.
3: There's, nothing, there's nothing in this world that's not going to make me select him. And when round one comes around, besides injury, yep, he is as obvious a choice as I've ever seen in my life. So the second one though might surprise a few, and that's Josh Dunkley. I just I... don't see how he doesn't maintain that midfield role now all the time. You know, you've got um, what's his face from St Kilda going there as a forward,
0: Bruce.
3: Yeah, Sashi looks good and everything else. I don't even know if I pronounce Jackie. his name. That's <laughs> fine. Let's say Sashi, they'll do.
1: Um,
3: well, it doesn't matter; it's irrelevant. It is, it? Like fine. I mean, the fact is, is useless. So, <laughs> Sashi, Saki, Shaki, whatever. That's potato, potato. <laughs> so yeah, Dunkley's the guy. Okay. And on top of Dunkley, I'm going to see your Dunkley. I'm going to raise you a Josh Curley. Nice. Yeah. Well, pitch. Josh Kelly's the like. I just don't understand. Like, there's some crazy out there in this world, isn't there? Absolute crazy. Josh Kelly averages 115 injured people, and he's playing in the state of origin match. Remember, mm. he's mid. well. If he if he is named round one and has a full preseason with no injury, guess what? It doesn't mean he's going to get injured in round three or four just because he's been injured in the last three or four years. Back him in. The guy's a superstar and one of the most enjoyable guys to own in any fantasy football.
0: 100%. Totally. We've seen it year upon year. Brad Crouch last year is the most recent. Just because your history's this doesn't mean you don't do it. It's just, no, if you're going to start him, yep, history suggests it's a trade, but who cares? The risk doesn't change as the year goes on. Start him or don't worry about it. Correct. And see, the other thing is, okay, we saw
3: it two years ago. People were hesitant over Devin Smith yep. when he arrived at and He became the number one scoring forward. If I can tell you now, if Josh Kelly gets through the preseason and everything else and plays every game, he is your number one midfielder
0: for the year. In Dream Team or everywhere? Everywhere. Yeah, he's a ripper. The guy's a superstar, MJ. Yeah, he's unbelievable, <laughs> that's for sure. He, a he
2: low, is, low ownership, he, yeah.
3: Well, I just don't understand people. Are they nuts or No, it, it's like, don't the you want to have a captain? Well, well who cares? Everyone can they. get injured. Of
0: course they can.
3: What, are we playing netball? There's a contact <laughs> sport out there. Like hmm. you know, I've seen guys like look at Brett Deledio, he didn't miss a game in his first two hundred and two million games in his first and then suddenly he became the most injury prone person in the world. Yep. <clears> that it happens. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it just does my head in. I I know I whinge about it every pre season. Why why try to predict an injury? I am so oh, my head just bangs against this. I don't know. All it is but at is the end of the, the day, fact, you have to make the selection based on what you know. He's had he's never been reported as being injured, sore or anything through the pre season. He's had a decent pre season. He's playing in. Matches that apparently mean something about bushfires, even though we've got floods. Who knows what that means? And then on top of that, okay, if he's, if he's named round one, just pull, just pick him. You might Stop just... trying to predict him getting injured in the 15th minute of round three or something. Like If it happens, it happens. You move on.
2: That's fair enough. So, well,
3: so MJ, are you worried about Lockheed Wiffle getting injured? No. The only time you'd be worried about Lockie Whitfield's injuries um, history is if he copped a knock in the next couple of weeks. Yeah? Sure.
0: Yeah, It's a, and again, it's a factor. It's not a reason not to pick him. It's just, oh, okay, that's happened again. Interesting.
3: Yes, and then, then you make a call come round one. Is sure. It sore or is it going in? It's a long season. Then potentially you don't pick him, correct? Sure. But how do you plan for your season to cater for picking guys who are so high-priced? if you're not even going to plan for them two to three weeks out.
0: Yeah, I agree.
3: At least you can go down to anyone if you start with. If you plan to start Lockie Whitfield, you can go down to any other option if he gets injured between now and round one, yes?
0: 100%.
3: What's going to happen if you decide that you're going to start Devin Smith as your number one forward for the year, and you've got to find something around the $300,000 mark in Dream Team?
0: Uh, it's... Yeah, and the other players you've chosen to go against and take on. That's a lot of money to generate during the year. And as we've seen over the past few years, it's getting harder and harder with the less basement price cash cows over the years, regardless of the format you play, that have the job security to give you the cash generation you need. You're looking for new avenues to go to generate the cash. And if you're getting 10 of the big price players... And only getting value at the start. Oh boy, I, I don't not and want to own that side,
3: Mister Fox. I'm going to ask you one question: Who's the best tagger in the league right now? Uh Ball. Thank you, Fox. Who does he play for?
2: Who does he play for? Not a <laughs> trick question. GWS uh, the Giants.
1: Oh, Fox.
3: Who is he not tagging through the year? Josh oh, Kelly.
0: God. I was Great. waiting for you to give him that question. I'm like, please don't give him that question.
2: Oh, I'm all on Josh Kelly. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, he's again, owned by 10%. That's 10%. One, one in 10. Oh,
3: we've, we've lost the plot, haven't we, if he's only owned by 10%. Yeah, one and in
2: 10. And you t- know the
3: craziest thing, Kate, okay, MJ and Fox, both. you both will understand what I'm saying to He can go out in a charity match in a couple of days' time and get 40 disposals and kick three goals, and he'll be owned by 35%.
2: I'm actually more surprised by Dunkley, 12%. That's a steal.
0: Let's stop Let's stop talking up these players. Yes, they're injury-prone. Their role's going to change. They're terrible options. Stay away. It's much better for us all if we do it that way. Um, Fox, is there a popular player? Let's keep you on Supercoach before we get to our Patreon questions. Is there a guy that's a highly-owned player that at this stage, you're not planning to... To pick. Again, things can change. There's still, you know, three right. weeks, four weeks left to go in the preseason. Is there a player that's highly owned that you're choosing to not start?
2: Might be Nathan Fife, possibly. Ooh, okay. There's just too many other options. All right. Around. But, um, and Josh Kelly in Dunkleer, too. Yep.
0: So it's not but, the injury um, can history yeah, or anything, a bit it's of not
2: durability. That? Okay, so it is that. Yeah, it is. That. Isn't that just a defeating bit of what Ford. we just said? A, yeah, a bit of Ford. he's he's gonna play a bit of forward. Are you serious?
0: Yeah. Why would he play forward? Well, There's nowhere Ford. else.
2: Yeah, well he will be. He will just, he
0: just came off a of brownwell year. They've got nobody but, else in the midfield, Fox.
3: They'll throw
2: they'll throw a few together. They're, they're if not, you were
3: over in Fremantle, you'd be in their midfield right now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: New coach. Yes, I suppose. Yeah. Oh, you just got to throw it all up. I, I think there's better options.
0: Okay, and that's fine. That's, that's yep.
2: Yeah. You asked me a question. I did. And I delivered the answer, yeah. Nathan Fife. Oh, you gave me I that. I didn't so. think I'd say that two years ago or three years ago. Cause I, I didn't think you'd say that
0: ten minutes ago.
2: Because uh, Fife is super coach gold. But no, no, I think I can um, do without him this year. Wow. How's that sound? You want to do 37% I think.
0: It's a big call, but look, credit to you, Fox. For Good luck. right? That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm not prepared to do that, but good luck to you. Um, what about for you, uh, Rids, in DT? Is there a popular own player you're going to go against? Or that you just can't get into your starting squad?
3: Yeah, so it's can't get into my starting squad and that's Camellio. Yeah. At the moment, it's, it's not got nothing to do with value or anything. It's just, I just think Josh Kelly's a much better option for GWS. I also think that Tim Taranto's a much better option. So, And with the Bulldogs as well as GWS sharing the same buy, I just, you just you can't start with five of them.
0: No, there's only seven.
3: So, so, yeah. so you can probably go three. Yep. And be reasonably comfortable, which means I don't see how you start without a Dunkley or a McRae. Yep. So it just means one giant. And I just think Josh Kelly is the obvious choice out of those
0: three. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Um, for me in AFL fantasy, the, a popular-owned guy that I, I'm not going to start, um, it's Jake Lloyd. He's nearly uh, just over 28%. Uh, it's, it's not a huge thing. I think he's going to be a perfectly fine option. But what I saw towards the end of last year is Sydney experimenting a little bit, which is fine. Uh, his scoring did dip in that period of time. Horse Longmire's talked about bringing Dawson back into the back line. How do they use Mills, Dawson, and Lloyd all together? I'm not hugely concerned, but at this point, I just want to see how they gel together. I still think he's going to be one of, if not the best defenders for us this year. But at a really high price point, really high ownership, there's some good value defensive, defensive options for us. Houston, Sicily's got some value. Yeah, Houston, Fox. Um, Doherty's impossible to ignore if if he shows anything through the preseason game. So, yeah, for me, I'm going to... Go against Lloyd at this point.
3: And there's one more for me, and that's Tom Mitchell.
0: In fantasy? Yeah, DT.
3: Gotcha. So I can't start with him in Dream Team.
0: Is that just because there's not as much... Value's not the right word because we're not picking him for value. But what's the concern there? Because we talked about him a lot in the 50 Most Relevant. But you've seen him have a game now. You know, got plenty of, uh, you know, was around the ball a lot. Tackled, won the ball, things like that. Granted, time on ground wasn't massive. Um, and we want to see him pull up and go again and pull up and go again. But uh, w- what is it that, you know, is the cause for concern for you?
3: I actually think his ownership numbers are so high in Dream Team that he's worth taking on at this point in time. I get that. That's all. Coming off such a no football last year, a, a horrific break of a leg, mm. like I just think near what is it, nearly fifty percent ownership, that, that says to me that's someone I'd I'd be happy to take on at this stage.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm the same as Supercoach. coach. Too. There's
3: no other things though, it's just I just see that as an opportunity to go against the grain.
0: Yep. And I get that. I totally understand that too. Uh, some interesting stuff that's came out of there. Uh, let's uh, check on over to our Patreons. They've asked some questions. If uh, you love the work you're getting from the Coaches Panel this preseason, want some uh, to give some support to the Coaches Panel, but also get some exclusive content where well, you can do that. All the links are at CoachesPanel.tv. Uh, Nicholas has asked us a question. Uh, I'll throw it over to you, Fox. Uh, I'm intrigued to get your answer on this one. I'll try uh, my best. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, which of these two um, priced premiums is more likely to take their game from kind of the awkward 103, 105 range up to the next gear in Dream Team? Fife or Pelly? Who's the more oh, come, likely? Come
2: on, come on. Bont. <laughs> Bont? No question. Yeah, no question.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. Fife, mate. <laughs> There you go, Nicholas. Split him down the middle. It depends who you like more. Take that answer for you.
2: Yeah, it's just your preference. Who do you like watching more.
3: Fife is the best player to own and watch.
2: He's awesome.
0: I
3: love he him. He is unbelievable. When he goes for those mm. marks, like it, he just hangs in the air. It is amazing to watch.
2: He's a gazelle fox. Yeah, he doesn't get. It's a dream team question Yeah, it is too, a dream wasn't? team so question. Doesn't yeah, yeah, get any contest mark point. You know,
0: no, there's, no, there's, but that's okay. Yeah. No, I, I like okay. it. It's always good to do yeah, that. Right.
2: I suppose you can't split.
0: Yeah, all right. all right. Fair enough. And clearly, you know, one I'll thing's one, one thing's back. the other. I'll, that's all right. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, Peter wants to know all about the rookies. Peter, the good news is for you as a Patreon member, you will get access to our Cash Cow Guide. Uh, it'll be uh, a 60, 70-page document and our Cash Cow Podcast exclusive to Patreons. So, Peter, you don't need to worry, worry about that. We'll be helping you out with that. Uh, An AFL fantasy question for you, Rids, from Matthew Dennis. M4 in AFL fantasy. He's torn between Cripps, Bont, and Neil at the moment. This is what his midfield looks like. Kelly, McRae, Dunkley, Mitchell, Rowe, Pickett, and McHenry. Any of those three you like, or do you think there's a better M4 option he could go for? I don't like any of those three. I actually think Tom Mitchell's an
3: absolute lock in AFL fantasy.
1: Oh yeah. He's I know a I just apart. said
3: I can't go him in Dream Team. Well his price so AFL definitely. fantasy is six seventy one. I mean he's a hundred thousand less than Cornelio. It's Oh like, two
0: hundred thousand less than Kelly. Oof, you just yeah. Just pick him. Yeah. So he's got Tom Mitchell. He's also got Kelly, McRae and Dunkley. Um, but he's looking for another big premium midfielder.
3: Ah, oh, who cares? Just pick anyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, who are the three options? Uh, he's got Crips, Bomb, and Neil.
3: Crips, no, Bomb. I uh, actually, uh, why not? It's AFL fantasy. Go Crips. Why not? Because Tigers don't tag.
0: No, look, you get a Thursday night VC loophole option there, and if it doesn't go great, pivot away to the next Thursday night option game through there. He's he's priced about eight nine points below what he did um in, in his 2018 season. So, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, out.
3: Crips might go 150 against Richmond. they still lose by 10 goals.
0: Yep, and you'll get yourself a 300, you know, nice little starter there. I don't mind that. Uh, uh, over to you, Fox. Matt has asked another question. It's not um, format-specific, but um, did um, he did have Cornelio in his team, but he's been a little bit put off by the talk of some additional mid-forward split. Yeah. Um, uh, has any of the news that's come out of the GWS Giants turned you away from picking Cornelio? Not because of uh, there's a better option or something like that, but has that news you've heard kind of turned you away from picking Stephen Cornelio this year? wouldn't
2: have thought so. Didn't that news come out a year ago? Uh, he has spent a lot of time well for the past on, few years too. Yeah. So I wouldn't... The major concern with GWS is that many they run through there.
0: Yep. He's damaging forward. Mm. No question. We, we've seen that now the past two or three years, where not just resting, but he's a great option if
2: that's what he's going for, and he's not. He's going not for that because of the forward. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't be concerned about that.
3: Wouldn't it just make Toby Green plays more forward potentially? Yeah. So yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: Look, I, I wouldn't. If uh, that news that hearing from Stephen Cornelio, from Leon Cameron. Um, firstly, let's see it before we believe it. But secondly. He's played a very heavy split role over the past few years. Um, he's still one of their best midfielders in a very talented midfield. He's going to spend a lot of time through that and pick up a lot of football along the way. So maybe he doesn't push the ceiling much beyond a 110, but at his price point, you don't really need him to. It's more a question. What I think the interesting thing about Canelio is you've got Taranto, you've got Kelly, you've got McRae, you've got Dunkley, um, you've got Tom Mitchell, um. You've got some very big premiums to consider. You cannot have them all on this side of the buy, so you've got to rank them in the order and get them in the right priority. And that's where I'd understand someone falling away from Cornelio.
3: Now, just on that, MJ, on the flip side, they've also shared the last buy, so there is potential for strategy
0: around that. Totally. Yeah, totally there is. Yep. Yep. Don't disagree with that as well. Um, last question. We'll throw it to you, Fox. Uh, Jacobs uh, saying he's having a lot of trouble with his forward line at the moment. Um, Jack Stephen and Devon Smith are returning from injury. Buddy Franklin is. Heaney's never really broken out to his full potential. Walters um been a little inconsistent with his scoring. Green only really boomed because of the midfield time late last year. Um, and Wingard, well, you never really know. He's saying, outside of Whitfield and Martin, I just don't know what else I could be getting excited about. Oh,
2: come on, come on, come on. What's your Are take on people's... Super coach?
0: It doesn't give a format. What's What's your guys' take on the F3, F4 dilemmas in people's sides this preseason?
3: Is that the question? Well, I can give you a couple of names yeah, if you want. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. If you're not looking at Hugh Greenwood, okay, you're an absolute crazy man and if you're not looking at Blake Akers especially over the next couple of games for Fremantle that's a super coach option i reckon you should tune in and watch him
0: so where do you rank those guys you know cuz a lot of people are big on on Andrew Brayshaw and we're still yet to fully see what that could look like he's you know the end of last year was ominous and promising but um akers is very very good what is it you liked about Hugh Greenwood was it the fact that he was in and around the ball a lot you know matching up on dangerfield is it just the fact you believe he's a pure mid in that G- in that gold coast side
3: well if he's a he, when he was playing pure mid and i'm talking pure mid for adelaide yep. and there was very very sparingly a case so it might be a 10 minute burst here and there he was an absolute beast fantasy wise mm. he he's contested he takes marks he can kick goals he can play a role for you he tackles yep I just don't see how he doesn't go very, very well across the formats this year.
0: Is there a format he's better suited to?
3: Well, who knows? Who knows with <laughs> Supercoach? That's that's like the Colonel's bloody secret herbs and spices <laughs> in the chicken, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, it is.
3: Um, but at the end of the day, I, I would not be surprised if he's not pushing 100 average.
0: Yeah, yeah, I like him this year.
3: Yeah. I just don't see how he does it, that's all.
2: Fox? Yeah, but outside, we're talking outside Whitfield and Martin. You, th- you throw a uh, towel around at, you know, what, seven or eight? Yeah. Couldn't you? Fox is going to tell you Tom Lynch.
0: Yeah, I know you are, Fox. So just say it. Just say it. Just, just go, say it. Just go well, say it. We'll wait. All right. All
2: right. If you want someone Here for the go. first 13 weeks of the year, Here we go. go Tom Lynch. Just for 13 weeks? Yeah, the MCG
0: run. Yeah, and then you move away.
2: Well, who knows what you well, do?
3: Well, wet weather the footy. He probably you probably earned that forward. much
2: cash. Then you could probably get go anywhere. Get another premium. Do Just, whatever you like. Yeah, trade him in, and
0: I like him. I like him. But
2: uh, you got to throw his name into his his name definitely has to go in the mix of what that question.
0: All right, well, there is one last question. I'll throw it to you, Ritz, and then we'll uh, wrap up the episode. Stephen wants to know, I suppose it's similar enough to, to Fairbanks' question that he's thrown in there. It's, uh, it's Fairbanks? Yeah, Fairbank. Jacob. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah I realise I've changed uh, names. Um, where do you put these three guys in an order? Jack Stephen, Hugh Greenwood, Andrew Brayshaw. Top to bottom, who do you think's scoring more? Um, is it a fit, if they're all fit? Yeah, yeah, fit, firing, everything that we know right now.
3: Well, right now, the greatest unknown is the role for Brayshaw Mm
0: -hmm. and
3: the fitness and mental state of Jack Stephen, yeah? Yes, yes. So, I mean, Hugh Greenwood's the safest option out of those three. Yep. Because, like, I mean, let's face it. Look, I know that we joke around, Ako, and say that Fremantle's midfield is pretty ordinary. But, but if they're going to persist with, you know, Walters going through there, with a Sarah going through there, with kids going through there, then it's just an unknown where Brayshaw fits in. Does he? Doesn't he? Is he going to play all midfield? Like, I mean, is he going to do the Taranto style, or is he, is he in essence going to play more? bits and pieces, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so until we see Fremantle play, we just don't know at this stage. So Jack Stephen not playing on the weekend, you've got to say there's risk. We've just seen it with Dane Beams, haven't we?
0: Yeah, well, look, hopefully, as you've said, hopefully that's not the case. Everything coming out of Geelong suggests he's doing
3: well. But... Yeah, I really do hope not, but the thing is, you just it's an unknown. Yes. So... I mean, Hugh Greenwood for me would be at number one. Number two would be Andrew Brayshaw. Number three would be Jack Stephen. But, and this is the caveat on it, if they're all happy dory, happy place, everything else, Jack Stephen, number one.
0: All right. Oh, I like that one. I like that one for sure. Uh, all right, lads. That pretty much um, is us uh, all wrapped up for this episode. Appreciate your work on uh, the podcast, Fox. Yeah,
2: I hope I was beneficial
0: to You're always you know, and the audience. You're always beneficial, Fox. That is for sure. Uh, Rids, as always a pleasure, mate. Oh, I always rant and rave and ramble so it's all good. It wouldn't be a coaches panel podcast without it. If uh, you're loving what you've got from the coaches panel this preseason so far, you can always uh, make sure you join the Patreon army like many of those people that have asked questions through have. We always appreciate it. It helps us do what we do and if you haven't already done so, make sure you share and subscribe uh, across all of your podcast platforms so that as soon as these midweek strategy episodes go live both in the preseason and throughout it you will get them straight to your device and at coachespanel.tv daily articles dropping strategy reviews reports insights to help you with your fantasy footy side no matter the format no matter the style we are here to help you plenty of footy to watch over this coming weekend and we can't wait to chat about it with you in just a few days time